12-sided stories is for mature audiences and often deals with topics that may be difficult for some listeners. Discretion is advised. In Eversink, the Office of Book Retrieval has librarian agents tasked by the Triskadine to recover overdue books and collect fees. In some cases, offenders must be neutralized by the agents for stealing important tomes. These are their stories. Hello, I am Wes Otis, and this is Bookhound Bounty Hunters, episode number six. I have some wonderful players with me. Let's start with Candace. Hello, everybody. This is Candace, also known as Candace Magnificent. I am playing uh, Leo De Silva. Leo uh, has they, she pronouns, just like me. Hey, I'm Michelle, and I am playing Katja, your local cheery assassin. Hey, 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 everyone. I am Sam. I am playing Tisha Valor, our recently re-traumatized prophet. I use uh, she, they pronouns, and Tisha uses she, her. Hi, y'all. I am Farah Sarpkaya, and I am playing Giovanna Literatura, a church militant, and we both use she, her pronouns. Before we start, please consider supporting the show through Patreon or on coffee.com spelled K-O-F-I. Now, on with the show. So last week, we had what I'll call a, a flashback episode where we kind of got to know each of the players a little bit better and how they kind of got to where they're at. Both the tragedy and fun that they had getting there. Some of it was very heartwarming. Some of it was very dark and it was great. The episode before that, because we're starting in the present now, there was an earthquake in the temple market and one of the large buildings went down because the Codex of Denari has been drained of its life force and it has damaged the goddess. And this group of bookhounds now must go out and find the priest who stole the book and stole the life force in the first place, plus their supposed mentor and caretaker in a way, I don't, I don't know, employer, Mother Biblia, who has shown herself to not be the greatest person. What her angle is in all this, you're, you're not sure yet. What her connection to the priest is, that's up in the air. But... You have all decided that you need to find the book as soon as possible. And if I remember correctly, there was a idea of how to return the soul of the goddess back to the book using another book from the library called The Afterlife. But first, you've got to get all the puzzle pieces together before you can make the picture. So that's the quick recap. Let's start right where we left off in episode number four, when the earthquake hit and the building falls down back into the swamp. If I remember correctly, you all had a plan. Let's revisit where you all are planning to go. I believe you're you're separating for a little bit to get different things done. Uh, Michelle, Katya was going to head to the Thieves Guild. Yes, Katya was going to head to the Thieves Guild and um, get eyes all over the city to look for Enzo. So... Okay. And Farah, what, what was Giovanna's plan? Giovanna is going to visit some noble houses to try to be sure that Enzo and Mother Biblia are not trying to hide out somewhere in the city. Okay. And if I remember correctly, Tisha and Leo were going to go to 
together to do something, what were you two going to go do? So based off my notes, me and Leo were going to go to the Sorcerer's Cabal to try to find a sorcerer to essentially figure out if there's a way to reverse that statue that like harnessed souls and allowed them to be possessed by uh, somebody who was recently deceased or... Right, right. You had come up with the idea of using the Afterlife book to help reverse the effects of whatever Enzo had done in his machinations. So let us start with uh, Giovanna. You're back in your old stomping grounds. There's large mansions all around you. Some of them are well taken care of, others are not. And you pass by your old place and it has not been used in a very long time since your parents passed away. And you're basically, I don't know, did you ever say you had brothers and sisters? I had brothers. You had brothers. Your brothers don't seem to take much interest in the home. They still have the titles, but they've moved on to greener pastures. So the place has basically become derelict at this point. Where do you want to start? Giovanna would start with perhaps a circle of individuals who are closest to church goings on that I think that the father would have been connected to um, because they were his friends once upon a time. Okay. So you go to one of the priest's houses. He is part of the nobility, and he is one of these families that has been struggling but keeps heirs up as much as possible. The butler slash son-in-law opens the door and says, Oh, hello. May I help you? I'm looking for your father-in-law, I presume. Oh, yes. Papa, Papa, could you come down here, please? One second. And you hear a voice in the background. I fucking hate when you call me that. Not Papa. Damn it. Go tend to your duties. I'll be right back. Who's here? Hello? And an old man comes to the door, and he looks as crotchety as he sounds. What do you want? You were friend of Father Castinia, is that correct? Yeah, real tragic. He so young when he went. Terribly. Have you heard from his son? Or great-grandson, I, I should say. He had family? So it would seem. I'd never heard of any of them. Um, I have liar's tell as a social ability. Can I get a sense? Uh, he's... just, just in case, if I can get a read. No, he's not lying, but I'm trying to look at your character sheet real quick. But you have trustworthy and nobility. So you seem uh, like you're uh, a very straightforward person. I can appreciate that. What's this all about? His great-grandson, if you will, has stolen something very valuable, and the library would like it back. Sounds like a very stupid thing to do for his grandson. Yes. Hmm. Let me think. And you're, you're thinking this grandson's going to go to some place that his grand, great-grandfather would have gone to? I have a feeling that he might try to reach out to his grandfather's old connections, you being one of them. Hmm. 
Well, in the tango, there's a place that we all go. It's a burlesque show. And uh, Castinia was always sweet on a girl over there. She might be the ticket you need. She was uh, closer to him than I was, even. Do you remember her name? I believe it was Elizabeth. Wonderful. I appreciate your time, sir. Have a wonderful day. Well, I appreciate you understanding I don't have much of it left. Goodbye. And shuts the door. Yep. (laughs) Uh, We'll come back to you. Katya, you head down to the tangle, your old stomping grounds. There are several different thieves guild, including the one that you were a part of before you left for the assassins. Which family do you go to? Well, I would go to my original family, of course. That's where I would have the strongest ties. Okay. So you enter the house. It's still immaculate and beautiful inside and looks like a dumpster fire on the outside. And at the door is your father. That's what he always called himself. And he goes, you know, I gotta tell you, it's strange to me that you would come back here after everything that you did. But because you didn't kill me that night, I will consider that a huge favor. So what do you want, Katya? Well, you're still a silly man, Papère, but... I will tell you that there is some serious trouble in the city. It is, um, how you say, it is going to affect everyone. Everyone, including you, Papère, including this house. I felt the earthquake. Is that something you did? No, no. But we are trying to stop the man who did. His name is Enzo, or at least that's what he calls himself. Okay. I need eyes. I need to find him before he can leave the city. Hmm. You are the one with the most eyes in the city. We? Yes, I have a lot of eyes in the city. And I do want to keep the city afloat and not in the swamp. But we all worship at the feet of Denari, and we all know what that means. Nothing's free. We? No, nothing is free. However, I have nothing on me now. You come to a thief's house with no gold to barter with? Oh, I come to a thief's house knowing that I would have my pocket picked the second I walked through the door. Like I would carry money in here, you silly man. What do you propose then? Well, if you help me and we all survive, I will pay you. That doesn't do much for me since I don't trust you. Why? Why would you not trust me? You thought about killing me. I could have killed you. Of course I did. I think about killing everyone. And that right there is why I don't trust you. But when have I lied to you regarding money? Okay, so we need a roll for this. Um, okay. Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting so tense. <laughs> I mean, I have charm. I have ridiculous luck. But I, I don't know if, if I want to save that one. Uh, you could use charm or you could spend a point of skullduggery, maybe point him in the direction of a job. Yeah, I could do that. I will spend some skullduggery here. So for information, he will give you the eyes on the ground you need. Now you could put him on whatever's going on with the mercenaries at the dock, or you can save that for yourself. You know... The Giovanna is very interested in that particular thing, but I don't know if Katya would think about that part of the equation. 
I don't know. Or I could put him on the rich man that uh, has all the wives. True. You could do that too. Okay. I'll tell you what. There is a man. He lives in Iron Cross and he has many wives, but he has a lot of money. A lot. And I draw a little sketch of his house and where the weak points are, you know, and I say, and this is the time of day when the guards are not there or there are fewer. I think you could come away with quite a lot of money. Okay, but if it's a bust, you'll owe me. Fine. And unlike last time, I'm not going to be caught flat-footed, you know? Right. Unlike last time when you were crying like a baby and I was a child and you were crying. I wasn't crying, but you were. Oh, you silly man. Okay, enough. You will get your eyes. Now, leave. I've had enough of your insults. And she smiles really big and she goes, Merci, papa. Under his breath, he goes, I fucking hate when she says that. (laughs) All right, (laughs) so you're out. You know immediately that the call has been put out because suddenly there's a lot more children running around the streets of the Tangle going towards other parts of the Eversink city. So let's jump down to Tisha and Leo. We're actually going to fast forward just a little bit, which is why I kind of left you guys for the last part of this is because it's a little later and you're in Sag Harbor which is the place where the tanners are and all the industry. It's where the jobs that nobody wants to smell have been put. Uh, It is not the best place. And it's a great place to hide the effects of corruption. So that's why the Sorcerer Cabals are here. And you enter into a large chamber where there is a group of people sitting around a table with a ton of papers in front of them. And they are arguing about the efficacy of using fireball in a 10 by 10 room. Look, everyone can die when you do that. I know, but sometimes you just have to cast the fireball because it's your only hope. Like, we understand that, but you're going to die if you do it. Well, look, if you put a protection spell on yourself before you go in, that shh, someone's here. What? And they all turn and they look up at you. And for a moment, they freeze because they're very shocked. And then one of them goes, oh, it's Tisha. Oh, okay. Anyway, what about lightning bolts? Well, they bounce off walls. And they just go back to their talking, even though they've acknowledged that you're there. I think Tisha kind of looks over at Leo and just kind of smiles and just is like if you're comfortable follow my lead if not I can work with it and walks over and like the biggest burliest person that's sitting at that table like Tisha's a regular here so she knows she knows the the regulars there pretty well and like sits on the lap of one of the regulars that sits there and it's just Oh, what? All right. The I'm, I'm, I was going to just say the biggest person there uh, is uh, Zach, and he is 175 pounds wet. Oh, bless his heart. Perfect. He just kind of sits on his lap and is like, how many times do I have to tell you that each and every last one of you having this conversation is completely useless? 
all of you are too much of little scaredy bitches to even think about throwing a fireball in an enclosed room. One of them's like, well, uh, I heard it has been done before and we have to talk about the principles of doing these kind of radical magical moves in case we have to escape. And we can all do it here. It, it works, it's fine. And Zach is just like, looks like a deer in headlights. Of course he does. He's like, I don't know, there's a woman on my lap and I am unprepared to deal with all of this. He like kind of gently puts his hand on your lower back and on your knee. Like these are the two places I know that I won't get hit for touching. Tisha ups the ante and moves his hand from her knee to her thigh. Okay, he's still conscious. He goes, <laughs> uh, 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 what are you, what are you, lady, what are you doing here, uh, Tisha? What, what, what can you and, what can we do for you and your friend? Well, I was bored around the neighborhood and I just thought I'd bring my friend Esmeralda. Esmeralda, these are all of my friends. Hi, Esmeralda. This sweetheart is here, Zach. Hello. Okay, so what, what can we do for you? Listen, I know a lot of you all here talk big shit, and that's fine and all, but I need him. And Tisha just kind of like looks around the table, like to each of them. You're talking about Lucas? Mm-hmm. Why? He's a necromancer. Did I ask you to question me as the reason why I asked, or did I just ask? Please, quickly. He doesn't like to be disturbed. Mm-hmm. By you. This is me. Remember who you're speaking to. Okay, okay, okay. All right, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get Lucas. Thank you. I won't ask again nicely. It's all right. And he walks over, and he knocks on this door and that says, Do not disturb on it. And the door slowly opens up, and the most emo magic user you've ever seen walks through it. Long, black robes with high-heeled black boots that are laced up to his kneecaps, fishnet stockings that go up to shorts and a t-shirt, and pancake white makeup all over his face, then black eyeliner and lipstick, and his hair is long and kind of stringy. He goes, I told you not to interrupt Lucas during his meditation hour with the dead. No, Lucas, please. Oh, oh, Tisha, I didn't see you there. Exactly. I'm, I'm sorry. I was, I was busy. Tisha kind of gets up and ruffles Zach's hair very condescendingly. Can you not in front of the out? Can I? Tisha leans down into his ear and goes, remember when I say jump, you ask how high. I'm in boots. I didn't ask that. Look, I'm just saying it's not good for me. <laughs> You're talking a lot. Thank you. And like presses a kiss to his forehead. You come back with white makeup on your lips. <laughs> and, and like reaches back for Leo and is just like nudges her head to follow her. Leo just is kind of taking it all in, not really trying to interject because this is an unfamiliar territory for them. So they're just sort of drinking it in. They're taking in this kind of other side of their comrade they've never seen before. They're taking in 
the inner workings of this kind of sorcerer's guild as well, trying to understand how all of these people operate. Um, and has one hand on like the dagger at her waist at all times, just waiting. As they should. Okay. I follow silently through the door. Like I just go very stoic. <laughs> he takes you into another room because he doesn't want the underclassmen to see this. He goes, uh, okay, wh- what do you need me for? She walks into like the room very familiar. Like she knows the place and she knows that she's one of the more respected members of the cabal, even if she's not an active, consistent part of their undoings. All right, so here's the thing. I don't have time for bullshit. This is my comrade. I trust that this will stay here between us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can do that. Lucas is fine with that. Stop referring to yourself in the third person. That's fucking weird. And she turns back and, like, goes... Leo Lucas, Lucas Leo. Uh, hello. Buongiorno. Mm, buona notte. So this statue, he doesn't even respond. He's like, he doesn't know what to do in this situation. My face is very impassive. Like, yeah, I figured it was, yeah. <laughs> I'm just filling that in because I know no one can see my face. No, I love it so much. <laughs> I think Tisha just kind of like nods her head at that and then immediately goes back to business and goes... So here's the thing. As much as I would hate to admit it, you are one of the most knowledgeable and talented necromancers in Eversink. He straightens up a little bit, suddenly finds posture. Don't get too cocky. Okay. Well, I appreciate your admiration of Lucas, I do. If Lucas refers to himself in the third person one more time, Lucas will not have a throat. Okay. Sorry, Tisha. It's, Thank you. It's part of my whole thing mm-hmm. that I'm going for. I understand. For. The underclassmen just, they, they respond better to a strong hand. It's what I give them. This is me. Stop with the bullshit. Am I an underclassman to you? No, you're not. But, you know, we, I, I, don't like bre- I don't like breaking character if I can avoid it. You know, it's, just, it's part of the whole thing. You got to respect that. All right, whatever. What ma- whatever makes you feel happy. So here's the thing. Just tell me what you want. And Tisha starts going over uh, their theory of the afterlife statue and doesn't exactly refer to what's going on, but gives like kind of like vague terms and hypotheticals in relation to like, if this could possibly happen, how would you go about it? Is there something? Is can this even be done? And like, what ways in which you would go through with it? Well, you'd have to open a vortex between the living world and the dead with the right calculations. Because magic is just math, really. You have to have the right amount of understanding of the numeric flow of magic. You have to find out what kind of person you're dealing with and how you would drag their body back to be able to reconnect it with the statue. Now, you kept talking about this book. You'd have to also know the properties of the book and how many non-Euclidean shapes are within its aura. And you have to use that to calculate how many 
por- how big of a portal you'd have to use to transfer and he just goes on and on like that but you get the sense that he can do what you're asking it's just hurts your brain because it's boring that was such a long-winded answer all i was wondering i guess you know what that's my fault i didn't make this very narrow in a yes or no answer so i'm gonna ask you straight can you do it yes or no look i mean yes yes i can do it thank you and i appreciate you stopping yourself i like my throat Mm, yes very nice i must say Okay, so bear with me for just one moment. And I think Tisha turns over to Leo. And if they're like, okay with it, kind of like tries to nudge them away from Lucas a bit just to like get out of earshot and like has like a whisper conversation. Like, please. So you're by the door and Lucas is across the way. Yeah. Like, so what do you, what do you think? And it's like, her normal self how she is in the library with like y'all i think that your uh, command of the stoto is pretty good you're very formidable in a way that you aren't at the uh the library so they're all the same you just have to it, it, it it's a matter it's like a hierarchy and then once you find like the little slip in that hierarchy you can just kind of your way right on up and levels of respect are just you know it's a, it's a thing. They're useful. I quite agree. I just didn't realize that you were so uh, gifted in this way. I feel like Katya would be proud. Oh, really? That means a lot. I put my arm out and like my hand on your shoulder. Tisha like grabs it. It's like, oh. I give like give you a squeeze. I just try not to like, I then, I then realize that like this doofus <laughs> is still in the room. And I'm like, oh, and I like pull my hand back, <laughs> like looking over at him, like Tisha looks back at you and it's like, when I say jump, they literally ask how high. Don't even worry about it. Right then you start hearing commotion from the other room and it, it sounds like swords and spells going off. Merda, here we go. Tisha snaps. Lucas, can you please? I appreciate it. And we'll be right back to you. <laughs> Oh, you didn't think you'd get to to the end of that scene right now. (laughs) Sure didn't. (laughs) Sure didn't. Who'd have thought? Not me. All right. So, Katya, now that you've got all the eyes looking everywhere, where do you go? I think I would go and try to catch up with Giovanna because um, she's probably going to have gotten some information at this point. So I'm going to go looking for her. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, no problem. Giovanna, you make your way, I would imagine, or tell me differently if so. Are you making your way towards the tangle? Oh, yes. Okay, so we're going to say that it's easy enough for you, Katya, to go up to one of the street kids and say, Hey, I'm looking for a really tall, short-haired, blonde woman who's super serious all the time and has wonderful posture. And they go, Oh, yeah, we've seen her. She's, She's going to the burlesque show just down the way. Okay, so I go over and suddenly I am at Giovanna's side. (laughs) (laughs) And I imagine Katya probably comes up to her like waist. Yeah. Like, you know, like you're you're (laughs) a lot shorter. I just look up and I go, hello. For goodness sake, I really should get used to that, but I'm not. How did your search go? Um, 
It went well. We we have eyes everywhere. Wonderful. I gesture at the burlesque house. Uh, apparently, Castilla has a paramour here. I was going to go inside, but I think I might stand out a little bit. Well, you might, but uh, you stand out standing out here, so we may as well go in. Right. right. Come. All it right. would be fun. And I grab her hand and I just start dragging her <laughs> towards the door. There's, uh, I want to say, probably in her mid-40s, black woman behind the counter taking people's tickets. And when you get up to the front, she looks both of you up and down and goes, oh, there's a show I'd like to see. Giovanna is bright red. <laughs> And I just smile and I go, oh, aren't you the naughty one? Yes, we all are here. What can I do for you? Um, I'm looking for a friend, actually. Her name is Elizabeth. Oh, Lizzie, I know her. Yes, of course. She's been here for quite a while. She's in back getting ready. Would it be all right if we went to speak with her? Sure. You're uh, very sweet, aren't you? Oh, thank you. Well, go right ahead, honey. Go back there and say hi to Lizzie and make sure you say hi to me on your way out. Red suits you, by the way. I'm sure we will. (laughs) All the way up to her hair. Bright red. (laughs) Akacha just kind of like elbows her a little bit. Like, eh, 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 eh. I kind (laughs) of lean down to Akacha as we're walking and say, was that... Was that flirting? Not really used to that. Yes, she was flirting. At least you caught on. Did I do okay? Oh, you did marvelous. <laughs> so you're walking past the stage in the back with all of these tables and chairs set up, and people are watching the show on the stage. And what's going on right now is there's at least six performers on there, all in different dress, all in different types of lingerie. And they're spinning around chains with fire on it and doing all these different acrobatics. It's pretty amazing to watch as you're walking past, but you are as red as you think you can get, Giovanna. It is something you have never, ever, ever seen in your life or even heard about. And all of this music is going on and all of the show is going on. As we're walking through, I I look at the show, I go, Mon Dieu, it is hypnotic. Oh, I wish we could stay. (laughs) It is quite an impressive physical feat to hold oneself up like that. You make it to the back and there are performers everywhere and every single one of them is smoking and talking with each other about what the next scene is. And they stop and they all look at you. And one of them goes, Peter, the new act's here. No, no, um, no. (laughs) Um, we're actually, I'm looking for Elizabeth. (laughs) Oh, Lizzie. Yeah, she's uh, getting ready. Lizzie has on like this elaborate costume that is like uh, a celebration of Denari, but pretty much nude with large feathers and this whole thing. She's dressed up like a swan, which is the city's bird. She has a big swan head on the top of her head and she's putting makeup on. And she's probably about maybe 57. She goes, can I help you? Yes, um, I was told that you were a friend of Father Castilla. Yes, I, I know him. He's, uh, he comes here quite often. They all do. Well, of, of course, to one of the best places in the city, I'm told. Mm. 
by your pallor, I'm thinking that you're a little out of your depth in this place, are you not? Feeling a little awkward, anxious? Yes. Would you like to go outside and get some fresh air? We can talk there. I look at Katya. I nod. Yes, that would be lovely. Thank you. Don't worry, I'm not going to jump you. Come on. <laughs> You're way too tall for that. So she takes you out back. And she's like, so what can I help you with? Well, <laughs> we are wondering, have you seen a, a younger man who looks like he could be related to Castinia? You're speaking of Enzo, aren't you? Oui. He came by earlier and introduced himself. He's a very aggressive young man. I usually uh, don't like boys, but he sure seemed to think that I should like him. Now, this may be a very personal question, but I must ask. I'm half naked in a swan get-up right now. Ask your question. You do look lovely, but... um. When Castinia would come watch you, of course he had affection for you. Was it reciprocated? Financially. Ah. You know, I liked him, but this is my job. You know, I, I do work. We oui. work is work, play is play. You keep them separate. True. He's a nice man, but I, uh, you know, I don't have any allegiance, if that's what you're asking. And what did Enzo ask of you, if anything? He was uh, wondering if uh, he could stay with me. He wanted to sweep me off my feet for the night. And what did he say when you rejected him? He was hurt and um, said if I changed my mind, I could find him at the Red Pig across the way. It's a bar over, uh, over the harbor. When they say the harbor, they're talking of harbor's approach, which is the nice harbor. That's where all the main merchant ships come in. And for those of you who are wondering, this is the same location that the giant in the first Blades of Eversink destroyed. There you go. <laughs> yes, Lore drop. Lore drop. <laughs> <laughs> I have to. Spent so much time writing it. <laughs> so, yeah, he said I could meet him there. If, does that help you all? We oui, it does. That helps a great deal. And she leans into you, Giovanna, just a little bit. And she goes, now, if you and your girlfriend ever want a free show, come back. <laughs> she doesn't pass out. But it's a close thing. <laughs> um, I... <laughs> I assume she, it doesn't seem like she's lying. No, no. Yeah. She doesn't have, she doesn't seem to have a reason to lie. Giovanna will look uh, to Katja again uh, and say, oh, we're not, but, well, this is. And Katja's just smiling and letting her squirm because it's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> You've been terribly helpful. Um, and this, is it rude for me to, I don't know how these things work by a dance or something as a thank you. Not that I would, um, ha Dearie, dearie, it's, it's okay. You're, you're new to all this. I, I understand. Tell you what, why don't we start off easy? You come back tomorrow during the day and you take me to coffee. How about that? And I kind of stand so that Lizzie can't see me. And I'm like looking at Giovanna and nodding like, yes. I I suppose that could be a thing that we do. Um, Perfect. I'll see you tomorrow. 
and she quickly goes inside. What the hell just happened? I don't... What happened is you just had two women think that you were so attractive. <laughs> you are sexy, Giovanna. I, I, I'm not sure how to feel about this. Um, would it be... Never mind. Let's, let's, um... Should we go find uh, the others and uh, go to the the red pig? Uh, would it be rude if I left without saying hello to the woman at the front? She did ask me to... St no, that's ridiculous. <laughs> um, well, it depends. Which one do you want to have coffee with? I don't... I don't know. The city's falling down, Katja. I don't... This is not what I was thinking about 15 minutes ago. What better way to uh, pass the time while the city sinks? I guess. I, I don't know. Look at it this way. <laughs> if this, we save the city, it does not sink, you have a date. If we do not save the city, you have some fun before you die. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, I guess so. Is this what Tisha feels like all the time? We oui, all the time. Huh. <laughs> Perhaps I'll just say goodbye then, in that case. Just just in case. Not to be rude. But of course. <laughs> <laughs> that was really cool. All right. I'm so proud of my girl. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh. All right. So. Oh, gosh. <laughs> that was fun. We'll jump back over to Leo and Tisha. So you hear this big commotion going on outside and suddenly the door swings open next to you and three of the sorcerers come in really quickly. They go, quick, bar the door. There's a man out there with a sword and he's killed three people. He's coming for us right now. And you hear a bang on the door. Let me in. Are you familiar with this person? Who is this, this man? Leo, is that you? I've got a bounty for you two. And after getting tripped... I might not even take the money for doing what I'm about to do. And Brad starts to kick down the door. As soon as I set eyes on him, I want to use my spot frailty ability. Okay. Um, I'm going to go ahead and use my point in it. Uh, the door comes bursting open and he enters the 10 by 10 foot room. You definitely see some weak points inside of his armor that you can point out to Leo. Tisha looks over to Leo and um, just points out the soft spot of where to attack on him. He's lunging towards you, Leo. So I also have spot frailty. Uh-huh. So I see that. Okay. And as he lunges toward me, I want to kneel and like just like in one smooth motion, take my dagger off my side and slice like through his knee that's exposed there and just like pull to just pop that kneecap like a like a jab and then like a slice to like get it to like pop the patella off yeah Ooh, patella saucy <laughs> patella me about it anyway <laughs> god damn it Wes. <laughs> yes <laughs> Dad jokes. All right. So. I'm literally dying on the inside right now. <laughs> I'm so ready to fuck this guy up. I'm ready to be cute in the background and help. <laughs> now, 
Tisha, in the background, you hear it's time. And the three sorcerers start to rattle off words really quickly. And you start to smell brimstone while they're chanting. I'm going to use my... And I'm going to start chanting a recantation, like to negate it. Well, okay. Let's say that you're going to try to use your forgotten lore point to enable you to do something cool, like cast a quick spell that you've learned from these guys. And will you sway as the attack? I'm going to use three points of sway. Three points of sway. Okay. But let me get back to you real quick. Leo, you were trying to hit Brad in the kneecap. Um, this is warfare. Correct. Let's see what you roll. How many points are you going to put into it? I'll use, uh, well, so we'll taunt, like what does taunt do in this? Would that like demoralize him? Maybe throw him off his uh, game. Oh, that's what I want. Cause he is very cocky. That's what I want. And he really doesn't think you're any threat. I'm going to put five points into this. Okay. Uh, go for it. That's an eight. Wow. You get a 1d6. Basically, taunt makes your foe furious and lets his defenses slip. So I'm going to say instead of a four, he's going to have a three. So you end up doing, and you rolled how much? Eight. Eight. So you do five points above his hit threshold. Plus one bonus die per every five points over. So you get, you get two d6s to roll. And you you used an investigation spin, so you get another d6. So you get three d6. Yes. All right. Oh, I have. I'm using a weapon. Oh, I get plus zero for my throwing knives. So it's yeah. fine. Damn it. Three d6 is pretty good, though. It is. I was just, you know, this is overkill time because this is a some bitch. So don't roll a three. Wes. I'm sorry. <laughs> Total or on any die? What the hell? I mean, the most you can get is a three. Mm. I'm just saying don't roll that. <laughs> All right. That's an 11. Ooh. Oh. I do this in like one clean motion. Like I see him coming for me and he lunges and I kneel and I just like jam him right in the, in the knee and then like twist the knife and pull it out, stepping back and away. And I look over my shoulder at him as I kind of like kick him to the ground. And I say, oh, did you think you were coming here for what? A leg up. <laughs> Leo, that was... Oh, he might take more damage for that. Mm. That was wonderful. I stand by it. I love it. That was... No such, remorse. <laughs> that was such an Arnie, like, let off some steam. <laughs> Tisha's fanning herself right now, like, oh my god. He's on the ground. You did a massive amount of damage to him. He's writhing in pain. And the wizards behind you are still chanting this spell that they're about to let off. Probably a fireball in a 10 by 10 foot room. So there's that. Because I have cleave... Can I throw another dagger at somebody? You want to try to knock out the sorcerers? One of the sorcerers? Because, like, when I turn around and I look at Tisha's face and see see them, like, doing, like, a recantation, I'm like, oh, no, fuck this, it's on. Like, this is it. Okay, so why don't we do both rolls, then? Why don't you do a cleave and roll and let me know what you get? And Tisha, why don't you roll? And how much sway are you going to use? Three points of my sway. Okay, go for it. Do I get to roll with three die again for damage because it was based off of the same original roll? 
Is that how cleave works? Where I just re-roll? It's a brand new attack. Oh, got it. Okay. I wasn't sure if you got to attack each person. Okay. Yeah. No, it's just one roll for all, like the Lord of the Rings. So does that mean that I need to respend my warfare? Yes. Okay. So then I think... Can I lend her my warfare? No. But she has a ton of warfare. Okay. I'm going to put three into this. Okay, so three. What did you get, by the way, Tisha, real quick? I rolled a three, so that's a six. Cool. And what'd you roll? You get a six? Yes, which is which nice. is a nine. So you guys throw all of this at them right as they're about to cast Fireball in this very small room. And that is where we're going to end this episode. Ah! I... So, so next week, can I roll my additional dice damage, please? Because I rolled five other. If you if you write down on a note. Yeah, write it, write it down. So you remember. Yeah, if you remember, I'm not going to remind you. (laughs) (laughs) With a nine. So three D six damage. To shitty wizard. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thank you all very much. That was a very fun episode. I had a lot of fun. I felt like after such a serious episode five, episode six was a little zany. (laughs) As it should be. We we needed some zaniness. (laughs) Thank you all so much for playing. Thank you all so much for listening. Let's find out where all these wonderful people are. Let's start with Michelle. Hey, you can find me on Twitter, Hive, and Discord at Michelle. That's M-I-C-H-U-L-H-U. You can also find my music and Wes's amazing sound effects if you subscribe to the Plate Mail Games catalog through BattleBards. I have been Farah Sarkaya, and you can find me at Farakaya on all social medias. And you can also find me over at Crossroad Games. I have been Candace. You can find me at Candace the Magnificent on YouTube and Twitch. You can find me at Magnificent One on Hive and at that Candace Girl on Twitter. Um, I'll be over at Crossroads Games. You can also see me um, on a variety of other channels. So just please keep up with me and you'll be able to take a look. Hey, 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 everybody. I've been Sam. That's Sam with two M's. Uh, you can find me on uh, Twitter as well as Hive at Lust for Life. That's L-U-S-T-T-F-O-R-L-I-F-E-E-X. And Michelle keeps pumping Discord. I guess you can find me on Discord as well. That is uh, Sam Star. Again, that's Sam with two M's and Star. And you can find me on there as well. Chat me up if, uh, you know, just as fun. And you can follow me uh, all over there to catch up with what I'm doing and consistently with all of the fun stuff that I just be up to or just me talking shit. So there's that. And I am Wes Otis. You can find me on Twitter at Plate Mail Games. You can also find the show. Uh, all our links are on our website, which is 12sidedstories.com, all spelled out, all one word. Uh, so you can go there for all our links. We have a stream on Twitch every Tuesday night right now. So go check that out. And uh, we also have like a group on Facebook and we have an Instagram and we're pretty much everywhere. Twitter's kind of uh, making it harder and harder to talk with our fans. So join our Discord. That would be great. 
And uh, until next time, uh, we will talk to you soon. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.